The GovCon Secrets Podcast will take a deep dive into the government contracting space where you'll hear from a variety of expert guests on strategy, pricing, benefits, business tactics, and all this to save you a ton of money, time, energy, and effort. I'm your host, Jim Campbell, former Marine and CEO of Axum Fringe Solutions Group. My goal is to redefine the benefits world with a brutally honest view of how benefits, compliance, finance, and overall contracting strategy mixed with my years of experience and expertise can benefit you to deploy strategies to help your GovCon grow and win in the future, all the while without boring you to death. We're going to have fun. Let's start the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to GovCon Secrets. Uh, I'm Jim Campbell, your host. We have a great one today. We have Teresa Moon from Parabolis, and we're going to talk about all things GovCon because she has a podcast. She's well-known. She's got a funding company, and she talks to GovCons all the time. So we're going to do what we do. And we're going to uh, share some dope. But uh, first, please let me welcome and thank you, Teresa, for joining the show. Hey, Jim, I really appreciate being here. Um, got up early for you, got loaded up with some caffeine. So I'm ready to rock and roll. I do appreciate it. I do appreciate it. We try to do these in the morning and I always catch people off guard. And they're like, dude, can you shoot in the afternoon, please? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say I, I look better in the morning light. So um, this is much appreciated. <laughs> This is the best you're going to get from me. Like, I, it only gets worse as the day goes on. So that's why I, I'm, I'm a morning cat. Um, but I do appreciate it. And I know that, uh, you know, we've, we went back and forth. We actually were introduced and we talked pre maximize, mm-hmm. but uh, finally got to download our busy schedules. Did so, You did a ton of traveling, I saw. Yeah. And uh, now we're able to get together and do this here. Absolutely. I um, that, That's what I do. I'm I'm always somewhere else. Um, home base is Orlando. Um, headquarters for a company is in McLean, Virginia, and I'm rarely in either spot for very long. So um, I I enjoy the travel and I enjoy going other places, but um, people rarely know where I'm from. They always think it's somewhere else, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you're you're on a plane and LinkedIn, and you're at another conference. That's right. So. Yeah. You know, with that, I'm going to, I just like you to introduce yourself. Tell us a little about yourself and Parabolis and why GovCon. Sure. Um, so Teresa Moon, I'm the director of business development and marketing for Parabolis. I uh, joined the team in late fall of 2020. So I'm one of those COVID babies. Um, I actually never met in person uh, any member of my team until after being on the team for a year. So um mm-hmm. It, it was a very unique experience, but great because that autonomy side really set in because I'm 2,000 miles in, or more away in Orlando and everyone else is up in yeah. Virginia. Um, our yep. company is very unique in our space. Uh, we provide lines of credit strictly for government contractors. We were founded by former federal contracting executives, veterans, um, and everyone on our team has a deep understanding of the, the GovCon industry in general. So what we try to deliver more than anything else is a start to vin- to finish consultative approach to helping small businesses grow in this industry. Um, and I love it. They, like I said, you know, they, they have a long leash on me because I'm all the way down here in Orlando and right. what That's they right. empower me to do more than anything else is to be a connector of all things within the industry. I, I fell into government contracting backwards. I restarted my life at almost 40 years old professionally and really didn't have a career to fall back on. I started my career as a teacher then I was in sales. Then I was a stay-at-home mom for nine years. And mm-hmm. when I had to jumpstart that professional side of life, I 
had a really unique opportunity to really hone in on my hometown. I was born and raised here in Orlando. My parents have been in town here for since 1975. So oh, wow. I have a huge network of people here that were willing to help me get off the ground to get moving. And um, most people know that Orlando is the hub in the entire world for simulation and modeling and training. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. a government contracting centric environment. And so um, started out in, in staffing and won a few contracts through the government contracting vehicles that were supporting the simulation community here in Orlando and really found that I loved it. Um, you know, had to learn military lingo and acronyms really quick. You and I talked about that. Started building a list. I would sit at, at um, you know, different meetings and, and be, you know, really in an inner circle with people, you know, go into a pulp meeting when you know nothing about government contracting and you don't have a military background. Everything is an acronym. And everything is pronounced right. differently. It's not just saying the letters out loud. And and so you learn really quickly that you better learn how to pronounce the acronym as well, or you're going to stand out like a sore thumb. So, right. um, you know, it was baptism by fire, like it is for most people coming into this industry, because there's no frame of reference in the commercial market that you can bring to the table and say, oh, I know how this is going to work and how to maneuver it. So it was fun. And I and I absolutely love it. It's It's been a whirlwind uh, five and a half years, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I love it. That's awesome. And, you know, like you said, you, you fell backwards into it. I, I, it's completely the opposite as you've learned from most people because they get in GovCon and boom, their trajectory set. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always getting to that next contractor, that next level, that next job uh, until you finally get to Lockheed Martin. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> right. Or, or you get to Lockheed Martin and you're like, I can go start my own thing. Right. Um, but, you know, as you had said, the folks that you work with have a long history. Absolutely. They've been doing it a long time. They're right here in the Metro DC area. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to us a little bit about Parabolus, uh, other yeah. than just lines of credit. I mean, there's a little bit more to it than that because I've seen you and you've made connections yeah. for people that have nothing to do with financing. So Absolutely. And and I'm glad that you mentioned that. And that that's something that I pride myself on is that I work for a company that sees beyond the tip of our nose. Um, we don't just provide lines of credit. The lines of credit is what keeps us afloat, right? We are connectors right. in GovCon. And so we build strategic partnerships with companies like yours and and from other service providing aspects so that we can be an extension of your team and more than just your funding needs. And because then okay. you really understand what the nooks and crannies of what makes that business tick are. What do they need outside of what we do? Because we really want to be a long-term partner. Um, we were founded by people who know what they're doing. Uh, Dr. Edward Bursoff is our founder, our chairman of the board. Uh, he has you know, 40 plus years experience in the government contracting industry. He's pretty famous in the DC metro area. Most people uh, yeah, have heard of him a yeah. little. They know the name. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm led by a team of titans in the industry. And so I get a lot of great influence and guidance. Our CEO is uh, Bruce Lyman. He's a 30 year Air Force veteran. Uh, retired at, as a CIO of Air Force Intelligence and ran his own contractor as well. He comes to us from the IT realm. So his mm-hmm. understanding of this industry is from GovCon inside and out. He was on the military side of things, uh, on the contract side, and then came into it as a contractor, winning his own contracts from the IT perspective. And so um, lots and lots and lots of years of experience behind the driving force of Parabolus. And, you know, lines of credit, is our bread and butter. Um, but each of us have a sphere of influence. And my job with the company is to 
to branch that sphere of influence into other markets with with throughout the country. So uh, we have a presence in Huntsville. Um, we're moving into the the uh, Midwest and Texas areas, as everyone knows, are hotspots for GovCon. Um, would love to break into the San Diego market. So anyone listening to this that has a, a spot out in San Diego, I'm actually heading there in a couple of weeks to present at the Government Contract Pricing Summit. Um, and go. so, you know, we're really looking to be a subject matter expert in everything pertaining to the lending issue for government contractors, which given the economic terrain we find ourselves in these days, you know, quasi banking crisis that we see, there's a, a need for alternative lending more than ever. And, and we really understand what the struggles are um, of a small business and growing business in this industry. And that barrier to entry is the biggest when it in terms of cash flow and, and access to cash infusions to really be able to perform at an optimal level for the contracts that you're winning. That's right. That's right. And uh, I think another thing is, you know, you're not a bank, no. right? So you guys, uh, you guys have the facilities, but you have to partner. There's obviously companies that you're reliant on to make sure that you can back up these lines of credits and things like that. So talk to us a little bit about that, because if you're not holding the money, but you make the connections and you kind of guarantee the line of credit or you provide the line of credit, where does the funding come from? Sure. Um, so we're not, we, we function similar to a private bank, but we don't have the federal regulations and restrictions that are imposed on banks. Um, which makes us able and capable of taking on the risk that a bank can't or won't, which a lot of business owners, that's the language they understand. They walk into a bank, they can show profitability, they can show future contract awards that are in their pipe that are, are you know, their win rate is going to be very high on it, and they still can't get a bank to lend to them based off of that information because a bank is looking backwards at what they've done and not what they're going to do. We don't look at that. We understand the ebb and flow of the government contracting environment. So we we work with banks, right? We we get our money similar to the way that a, a business does. Um, and we know the struggle with that and we know how much it costs. So we're we're very mindful and and grateful for the opportunity to have banking partners that um, you know take care of us. But we also have private investment. We have um, businesses and families and individuals who invest their money with us. Um, government contracting is an evergreen market, right? It's it's essentially recession-proof. The federal government is the largest spender and buyer of goods and services <laughs> in the entire world. So we all know it. we're That's sitting right. at home counting our pennies, hoping we can buy some fruit at the grocery store because inflation has made everything so much more expensive. Federal government doesn't use their checkbook as wisely as we do most of the time. So there's always going to be a market That's for right. you in the federal space based off of the fact that they're buying everything, goods, services. Uh, it just is, it's an open market of opportunity. And because of that, investment into our company is safe and and virtually risk-free, uh, if not risk-free, period. So um, it's a great place for people to come and uh, try to, you know, make some uh, great use of funds that they're able to to lend towards that and and get a good return on investment. I love it. And I appreciate you giving that deep dive. And the reason I asked the question, <clears throat> pardon me, is because a lot of people that will listen to this um, will ask, uh, how do you get the money? Because I've been turned down by the bank. You're right. Uh, and if, as you know, I work in multiple areas of government contracting, Service Contract Act, Davis-Bacon Act, IT. And every one of those funding requirements is different. Yeah. Right. And how the government pays for them or how primes pay for them 
it's not just, hey, we'll pay you and we get paid because you're a small business. Yeah. They, they don't understand the ebbs and flows of their receivables. Um, so they go to a bank and sorry, like you said, we look backwards, you're new or you don't have enough run rate or you don't have enough revenue to support this. You looking forward and understanding that for a government contractor is huge. Yeah. Because uh, the, you know as well as I do, the small business community is scared right now. Mm-hmm. And the statistics been flowing out there that there are less small businesses entering GovCon than the year before. Correct. So people don't know how to borrow because they've just been told no at the bank and they've gone through all the hard money lending um, and it's and it's created this, this stir. They're worried. Mm-hmm. They're, they're saying, how do we grow our businesses? So I appreciate you giving that background and why parabolas, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, so, um, funding is a taboo subject now, right up there with, you know, you don't talk about that. You don't talk about religion. You don't talk about politics, right? People are afraid to ask questions of their peers and of providers because they're afraid of mostly two things, that it's going to make them look stupid or it's going to make mm-hmm. them look like their business is failing and that's why they need money. And neither are true. Needing access to cash infusions is the number one need of all businesses of all sizes. People have this misconception that big business doesn't need money. They do too. They get even bigger contracts, right? They just have better access to it because they have more ability to work with banking and, and other lending institutions to to have that. So um, that's why they 100%. put me at the forefront of talking about it. I am not a finance person. I have a team of people who I work with who have brains much larger than mine and much more astute at the numbers and dollars and cents portion of, of how our business works. Um, but being able to articulate it in a fashion that is unintimidating so that people were approachable, ask us questions because anything that you're asking is something I had to learn in order to educate you. Um, you know, I, I started my, started my career as an educator. I was a teacher. And, and so the, the best bang that I get out of this business is being able to take what I loved as a teacher and what I love and being able to work with older people and, and work with adults and travel and things like that is being able to take a subject that is not necessarily complex, but it's intimidating and break down those barriers so that people feel more comfortable asking questions of us. I'll talk to you whether I can or can't help you ever because it is important to us. Our ethos as a company is getting you to the next level, whether you ever use us or not. And if I can connect you with your company on the benefit side, or if I can connect them with a great event like Maximize, you know what I mean? It's like, what what is the downfall go. in setting them up for success, regardless of whether or not I get to be a part of the process or not? Yeah, I love it. And and I, I've seen you do that, right? So um, I've seen your podcast, obviously. I've, I've listened to your shows, um, and we'll get to that in a second. But you nailed it because um, when I started out in this business, I was told, you don't want to do this, right? Like, we've been doing this for 30 years. Come work with us. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't understand government contracting, but it was from non-government contractors. There were service providers selling to the GovCon community. And they, everybody kept telling me how hard it was. Granted, very hard. Decade later, still not there and still haven't figured it out, but we're here. Um, the idea behind these new contractors getting set up, the, the blue ocean of information is daunting. Yeah, And you have so many quote unquote experts telling you to do different things, you're just looking for like a cool person to say, hey, I got you. Like I know somebody that really knows their stuff or they've been vetted. Mm-hmm. That goes 
a million miles, especially when you're talking about connectors to don't be afraid to talk about money. Everybody needs to do it. Yep. And once you get there, that maturity or that role, so to speak, makes you look better. Yeah. Companies know that you're like the primes look at you and say, hey, you're you actually know how to run this thing. You actually know how to go out and get money, substantiate and service your contract. Yep. So it ultimately, it makes you look better. Yeah. I mean, our CEO, Bruce Lyman, says all the time that from his perspective as a former CEO of a contractor, right? Mo- most business leaders, when they start out, they're functional operators. They know what they do best, but they don't know how to run a business. And they wait far mm-hmm. too long to bring in external partners to support the parts of their business that they know nothing about. And the majority That's of the right. time, hiring is the biggest issue for them because they don't know enough about the position yeah, to hire the right people to put in place. And none right. of this is from my experience. This is 100%. I sit and listen to him walk through <laughs> these scenarios with our clients and with people that he talks to. And I go out and I tell everyone across the country about it, right? Because there's no better way to learn than by the experience of someone who's already trudged that path before you. And and what I always encourage people, whether I'm in front of a, an audience speaking, doing a presentation, whether I'm just meeting people on the exhibit hall floor or engaging with someone at a networking event, you have to talk to pe- your peers because they know what you're going through. They most likely have had the same issue, especially if it's in terms of funding. Ask them what they did. Oh, yeah. You know, don't be afraid to, to let other people know and a little bit of vulnerability about what's going on because the connections that you'll make from them, to your point, have already been vetted. They've already used those people. They already 100%. know from experience what it's like. I would say 50% of our business comes from word of mouth from our current or former clients because they're talking Huge. about us. Someone comes to them and says, I have this issue. My bank said no, or my bank can't do it. What am I supposed to do? And they tell them to call us. And that's a testimony to the fact that um, you know we, we really truly are human focused and human centric first. We want this connection to be transparent and open and trusting because with that makes things better all around, right? You're, you're more open to us mm-hmm. and the ways that we can help you and benefit your business. And we will go out to the ends of the earth to look for whatever you need. You know, if I can hook you up with a government agency that you've never worked with before, because I heard the Ozdabu talking about an opportunity that you fit. You know, or if I'm at a prime, you know, mentoring protege event and I hear them talking about that they need small businesses that fit this certain criteria, I am all day long. That's the majority of what I do. It isn't siphoning through leads. It's going and finding opportunities for our current client and prospective clients. I'll I'll do it for them too. That's paying it forward, right? So it's the best way. uh, Yeah, 100%. And then they come back and they're like, hey, you know, Teresa hooked us up. Yeah. you should talk to her because we want to go on this opportunity with you. Yeah. Uh, and look at you named, uh, uh, you know, uh, dropping names over here. Ozdaville, right? <laughs> you broke out the nomenclature quick. Heck yeah. Uh, I know a lot of them. And I I love that acronym more than ever because because of the fact of how you have to pronounce it, right? Um, now, SBA, they throw you off because everyone knows like WOSB is how we all refer to it. But not if you're in the SBA. They say WASB. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's funny how they change it on you, too. So you got to be listening to it. But I'm super sensitive to that. I'm an English major. And so I'm always listening uh, okay. to the way people gotcha. are pronouncing things. So I don't look like odd man out. But Oz Dubu, I love because um, my partner at Parabolas, Adam Shapiro, 
Um, he's not into the acronyms like I do. So when I said that once, he was like, huh? <laughs> what are you talking about over there? Was he Has he been there longer than you? Has he been in GovCon You know what's funny? We got hired within four months of each other. And so oh, we wow. are uh, we're like, uh, you know, TNT together. Um, we When we get together, we definitely cause a, a dynamite explosion. Um, and we're very similar in personalities, but we're a great pair. Where my business development team leaves off, his uh, department in, in sales and client advising picks up. Um, so I've really never had a partner within an industry that we feed off of each other's strengths uh, and we support each other through the weaknesses in our processes as well. Um, he's awesome. But I've, I, he has the finance background and I have the industry background. So we really support each other on that. So, so when I throw him for a loop on an acronym, he throws me for a loop talking about it. things like EBITDA. I'm like, huh? What? <laughs> okay take your calculator you go over there right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm with you i'm with you so you know we i i kind of i kind of teased the the show a little bit um you have a podcast yeah. right and and let's get into that because um you're on linkedin i think more than me and i pay people to help me be on linkedin so i know you're busy yeah um why don't you talk to us about spilling tea i absolutely love it and you know funny enough um, when I started it, gosh, it, it was over. It wasn't a podcast. I was calling it a podcast. We were recording Zoom chats and then posting it mm -hmm. out after a little bit of editing, right? So it really wasn't a podcast for until um, 2022. The beginning of 2022, we, I have a podcast um, team now and a production team that comes in and, and they assist me with everything. So we've, we've definitely gotten high class in comparison to the Zoom days. Um, but Mm -hmm. I love it because what it does is it provides a mouthpiece for service service providers who people don't know they might have have or need access to within their course of their life cycle. And so what I try to do is provide a little mixture between service providers, government agency and access and information. We never, I mean, the only time I ever mentioned parabolas is at the beginning when I'm introducing myself. It's not about finance. That's boring. There's nothing yeah. sexy about talking about lending. Nobody wants to hear about that, you know? Yeah, I, I say the same thing about this show. Like, <laughs> if people are like, benefits, great, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> exactly. So, you know, so it's beneficial yep. to, um, you know, be able to bring to the people what they actually need. I, whether I'm on a phone call or I'm on a podcast, my intention is, what do you need right now? And when you get people to start opening up about that, you allow for your spheres of influence and your network to be a resource that you can't be. And so I never have a negative conversation with anyone I'm talking to. I, I never have to say no and have that be the end of it. I'm always able to say, based off of what you've just told me, I need to introduce you to Jim and his team because you need their help. Or I need to introduce you to an attorney to help with that joint venture paperwork. I need you to open up a little bit, but not a lot because I know enough about navigating this industry. I started my career in the industry doing business development and capture for staffing yep. and then moved into cybersecurity with zero cybersecurity knowledge in January, 2020 when CMMC was being rolled out. Right. So go. it's like, there you go. What? Um, so I, I laugh and I say, you know, I got, uh, you know, a PhD in CMMC from the university of Phoenix online because I was reading absolutely everything that was coming out. And if, if my yep. English major background wasn't, you know, solid enough to get me through some of those, really, really long and drawn out uh, white pages oh, or bet. white papers from people. I, I can't tell you what else is though. Um, but you know, it, it really is, it's all about learning and connecting 
and making valuable relationships work for you in a positive way. And it has to be a two-way street. You can't just walk into every room with your hand out. You have to be willing to help people and lead with that help because they won't trust you otherwise. And I, I learned that a long time ago, well before I was in government contracting, and it's served me well. I didn't get here because I worked really hard. I got here because I'm good at some things and some really great people recognize that in me and encouraged me to continue doing it. And that was paying it forward to me, really standing behind me and pushing me sometimes, right? Getting me out of my comfort zone. I have leaders still to this day that are, what are you going to do next? You know, and the, the podcast allows me to explore so many avenues of this industry that I didn't have access to. And I learned from them. And so it's invaluable from an educational process to understand how different agencies differ, differ from each other, how government agencies and civilian agencies operate different. Um, what's the difference between a, you know, a set aside and an OTA and, you know, really being able to be informed um, so that when people are, are talking to me about what their pain points are in funding, I'm recognizing a whole slew of ways that I can help them because of, yep. you know, they're, they're needing a partner or they, they're lacking the understanding of the process. Um, so I can really share my network to help people get ahead with, with the podcast. And I always say I'd do it all day long if I could. I, I don't know about you. I love being in front of the camera. I got a cool microphone. I, I got a backdrop that everyone thinks, you know, is, is fancy. And yeah. I love it. Uh, a little bit of attention goes a long way with me. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I, I noticed that, uh, I, you've got a great personality. You're ready for the camera. Actually, everybody that knows me knows I'm the opposite. Uh, I am, I, I'm a very straightforward individual, right? So, but I like, I like the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> hey. So I did this to get out of my comfort zone mm -hmm. because, uh, a lot of folks were saying, Hey man, you've been in the DC metro area forever. You've seen all these different matriculations. Yeah. Give us some help here, right? Like just share the love yeah. to your point, lead with something to help. I, I, I have a guy in our company, Pat Moore, who told me. Uh, it was a great book that he read, but it was a better quote that he came out with. And he said, uh, hey, man, give, 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 ask. And I, I asked him, well, what does that mean? He goes, I read this book and the guy was talking about in life, if you give, it's okay, you know, multiple times, the ask just comes. Yeah. You don't even have to ask for it. It's just automatic. People trust you. They, they've kind of warmed up to you and they've welcomed you. And uh, a lot of people that know me know that I'm uh a little bit rigid in the way I do things. And, no, uh, aren't you, you a know, Marine? I, I, I never would have guessed yeah, that. <laughs> obviously, this is behind me. Uh, not rude, but no. I, like, I, I am very much A to B, B to C. Like It has to go in line. I, I just can't get out of line too much. And um, I, I thought that was great. So I was like, I'm going to take that rigidity and give mm -hmm. like the knowledge. Mm -hmm. That's what this is all about. Mm -hmm. That's why we bring on the guests that we have. Um, but much like your podcast, uh, and I can't even believe some of the people you've had on. Like I've, I've looked at some of the resource folks that you've had on like 40 years in contracting. Yeah. This is great. Like I got to listen to this and everybody's been rock solid because they, like you said, been there, done that. Um, you had the sweetest lady on a little bit ago. Um, I can't remember who it was for the life of me, but I just watched it last week. Uh, I think it was an, a previous recording, but uh, it, she was like the sweetest, most gentle lady. I was like, she's in contracting. <laughs> I was like, how did she survive for so long? Yeah. Like she, she's so nice. Cause everybody that I've seen in this industry that's been around is grizzled. Well, people get intimidated. You know what I mean? And people are worried. Yeah. 
I, I literally have never had anyone say no. Never. That's amazing. And I ask, it's, I go, I shoot for the stars, man, you know, and, and I've never had anyone say no. Why? Because you're giving them a platform to talk about the things that they love. Yeah. I'm not inserting myself in the conversation at all. I want them to talk because like I told you, I'm learning, you know how it goes. I'm yep. learning from them hundred percent. and I'm showing my network in clear visual and, and audible perceptions that I will be able to help you. If you need this person, I now have them in my loop that I can send you to them. I can make an introduction. I can tell you what they do and how it applies. And everyone is gracious. I mean, my my CEO laughs constantly. I mean, he's he's been in the industry forever, right? He's not a very old guy either, but he's got, you know, 35 years experience in government contracting on the inside and on the outside. Yep. And he laughs all the time. He's like, how do you not only go out and navigate government contracting, but talk about funding the way that you do? You don't have a finance background. I said, I know. I'm a good listener. I, I have two degrees in literature. You know how I got those? Sitting in class and regurgitating everything that my professor said to me because that was the name of the game. That's right. So now I just take that and I listen and listen and listen to things that people are saying around me and I remember it. And then I use it to the advantage of the people that are around me to help them get to where they're going. I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My dad's a serial entrepreneur. My sister owns a cold pressed juice bar down here in Orlando. My, my other sister and my brother-in-law owned car washes. Um, so I know what that grind looks like. And, and I know the pressures that are under them, not only to sustain viability for their own family, but for the families of the people that they employ. Mm. That's, a, that's a real fact of what a business leader wakes up every day. And if they're, they're worth anything at all, they're also thinking about what today is going to provide to them in terms of opportunity for their, their employees, because that's family. You know, every if someone that's helping you achieve your mission, that's family. Yeah. And 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 we really we we treat you like family when you come to us because we understand all of us have some experience and touch of entrepreneurship and and we really understand the the struggles. And if we can help you not only stay afloat, but hit those goals that you always dreamed of and be a part of that, that's that's golden. I love it. I love it. Like a uh, message after my own heart, because, uh, you know, I tell everybody, um, I I've never, I've never had money, right. I've never, I'm, I don't have dreams of being rich or any of that stuff. I've never wanted to be famous. Um, I I'm, I'm content. I have what I want in life. I've always driven because I'm, I'm goal oriented athlete like you and like your background. And I yeah, always, ha it's never good enough for me. Um, but it's not about money. It's because I want the folks that we work with internally and externally to get the win, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, how do you be that teammate, uh, business leader aside, the teammate, the people that you that want you in the locker room, yep. right? You're the one who's going to speak up, protect them, go out, get everybody charged up and go seize the hill, so to speak. Um, so it is about the team. And in GovCon, what you find, especially in the small businesses, these are people that work together somewhere else. Most of the time there was one or a few leaders that said, we can do this better, but I really like you and trust you. Let's go do it together. Yep. And let's go get Tom and Jane. And like, it's everybody they worked with in the past. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've seen it through many clients. They build these businesses together. Like they've helped their kids have grown up together. They yep. know everything about each other. They're lifelong business partners. Yep. 
and they truly care about the families that they work with. And I yeah. think that that's, that's well, something I've seen in this industry. I haven't seen in others. You know, and it, it isn't just in this industry, thankfully, but it is because it's such a, it's a huge industry, but it's very, very small, right? We, it's a small world in GovCon. Everyone knows each other, even though, you know, hundreds and thousands of businesses, hundreds of thousands of businesses engaging in the marketplace, right? Yep. But everyone who knows one another. Um, when I first got started, you know, restarting my, my career, um, I really leaned in on my community here in Orlando, but my dad is my, my number one mentor when it comes to, you know, business. And, uh, he was a consummate salesperson for, you know, 45 years before he retired. And so he helped once I started getting into government contracting, um, he helped get me linked in with people he had worked with in the past. And one thing that stuck out to me was a man that he was probably 20, he's probably 20 years younger than my dad grew up working with my dad. And, and he said, if there's one thing that he said, you remind me a lot of your dad. And then that's a huge compliment, you know? And he said, but if there's one thing that you can do that he did best is I didn't care where your dad worked or what he was selling or whatever the circumstances were that we were engaging with each other professionally, but I was going to do business with your dad no matter what, because I knew I could trust him. And if you can provide that to your network, that'll take you further than any business, any product, any service that you might be supporting at the time. It's, it's knowing who you are and putting that first. You know, I, I love my company. I want this to be the last place I ever work. And I'm 44 years old, so I got a long term ahead of me. Mm -hmm. But I don't lead with Parabolas. I lead with Teresa Moon yep. because I know me and I can trust me. And I am this way from 8 a.m. until I lay my head on my pillow at night, whether I'm in the boardroom or the bar or, you know, just sitting by the pool, I, I don't know how to change this, <laughs> which yep. is a good and a Nor bad thing you. in some circles. You Nor know? should, nah, screw it, <laughs> send it. <laughs> That's a full send there. You, you yep. get what you pay for here, you know, but yep. I think being the authentic you and being able to show people who you really are, we all have our bad days, right? But um, sure. being able to be yourself and, and be genuine um, even through a bad day, people are going to respect that. And, and don't, don't try to play people. People respond to, you know, genuine authenticity more than they do uh, a front. And, and so I think that that's why people can feel comfortable coming on the podcast or feel comfortable inviting me to their office or whatever the case may be. It's just, you don't have to put up a front with me. You know, I, I am, I am good with who I am. So, be good with who you are. You know, I, I, I spent a lot of years reading, you know, professional development. And um, I, I said for a long time, I was dating Tony Robbins um, religiously because, you know, doing anything to get myself up and pumped every day. But, you know, I think what I found more than anything else and always sticks out to me is um, Teddy Roosevelt's speech, the man in the arena, right? People respect you if you have done it too. If you've gotten dirt kicked in your face, You've gotten your ass kicked and you've gotten back up again. People respect that. And so stop trying to hide the issues and the struggles that you've had in your life and pretend like everything's perfect because nobody's life is perfect. That's right. But if you share the hard times and how you got through it, people really respect that. And I don't need to air my dirty laundry, right? You know, people don't need to know the specifics, but I definitely know what it's like to get punched in the mouth and knocked down and how hard it is to get back up. And um, you know, I think it's, there's something to be said for valuing that interaction with life more than the good times because it's taught me more. So I think that, uh, you know, well, that, if we share that. Mm -hmm. 
hundred percent. That's a fact. Um, and, and, and GovCon specifically, you've seen it, right? As you're starting, it is a slog. It's mm-hmm. subcontract after subcontract or people treating you wrongly on a teaming agreement or that JV didn't happen and you put all of your money into it. Um, let, let's, let's kind of move to that for a second because I've listened to your show a couple times. The, the guests that you have on provide a lot of history, a lot of color, a lot of access to your point. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that you meet though, like the, cause you, like we talked about, you travel all the time. Mm-hmm. see you're at like every single conference. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. Um, there's, I don't know if you know Stephanie Alexander from oh, yeah. Boost and GovMate. She's a great but, friend. Yeah. So, you know, Stephanie. Yeah. I've joked with her and Katie for years, literally. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Cause that's just the beltway, but they crush it and it's murderous here, right? With traffic and lunches and everything. And they are just constantly doing They're it. They're Superman and Clark Kent. They're never in the same place at the same time. That's how they do it. It's, yeah. They, they have divided and conquered and they truly have conquered. But I, I joked forever. I, I've been in the same area as you gals. I can't do it. There's no way I could be a dad and sit in the traffic that, and do the things that they do. But uh, pretty amazing. And you travel the country. So you go to these shows, mm-hmm. you meet people, you hear every story. Um, what are some of the things that are sticking out to you from your conversations, not the podcast, your conversations with small to mid-sized businesses that are kind of catching your ear? Good, bad, fear, doubt like what are some of the things that you're hearing right now i mean it's a lot of the same everywhere right because especially people come to me and lead with whatever their funding issues are and and that's you know natural makes sense right because that's what we do yep sure um but a, a lot of what i'm seeing is that people have the most issue with business development and marketing um they have they have connections that have led them to government contracting they didn't just come up with it on sure. their own they were a lot of people, you know, ex-military especially, right? You guys develop such a bond with the people that you serve with. And the majority of those people tend to gravitate into government contracting based off of the relationships that you have from being in the military. Yep. So they get in and the opportunities are not sparse. The opportunities fly at them because of their relationships faster than most. That's a true story. What do you do with it? Getting a quick win is almost the kiss of death because then you think it's always going to be like that. And it, it isn't always, you know, turning a profit isn't uh, always the best path, right? Not understanding cash flow can kill you even with a profit because you're not going to know how to manage that money. Um, so I would say business development and, and marketing, how do you market yourself to the, the industry that you're servicing, right? The government agencies who need you. How do you do research to find who you actually are, are suited for? People just try to throw spaghetti against the wall yeah. and and go into an exhibit hall and go, I'm going to go to the Army. I'm going to go to the Navy. I'm going to go over to BAE Systems. I'm going to go over to Lockheed, and I'm going to give them my capability statement, and I'm going to get a contract after I walk out of this room. It doesn't happen like that. I watched a um, small business director for a large prime. I introduced one of my clients current clients to them because I, I have a, a professional relationship with this person, walk them up and I said, I believe them to have proficiencies that you might need. She said, great. Tell me why I should give a shit. That's right. And they were like, literally started spouting off their capability statement. I'm like, oh, oh no. you know, like what she was, what she meant was, how does what you do fit our mission? 
why should I care about talking to you right now? And she wasn't trying to be rude. She was, you need to understand when you're engaging with whatever partner you think you're well-suited for, why are you well-suited? How do you match up against other people that have already done business with us? How does what you do separate you from the other people who do what you do? You have to know those things. And if someone doesn't tell you that, you will constantly Mm -hmm. be hitting your head up against the wall, sending emails that go to nowhere, sending, you know, your capability statement to the black hole, you know? And so I so respect her for, for taking the time to let them get through their spiel and then going, okay, let me tell you why this approach ain't going to (laughs) work. It's like the little pat on the back of the head, like, come with me, kid. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and, you know, sweat down to the waistband after that from both of us. I'm sitting there sweating, like, they're so going to fire us after this because he just got reamed out. (laughs) What he did wrong. I'm with you. I've been there. I'd be like, oh, this is not going to end well for anyone. But we both learned so much from it, you know? And so the number one thing that I, the number one and two resources that I refer people to is business development coaching or someone who can do business development for them if they can afford to, to do that mm-hmm. or how to properly market yourself um, services from all different levels because you know that where where you are in your life cycle will determine who can help you at that whether you have a capability statement a website all that kind of stuff but I would say that's the biggest issue in getting started and really taking off is business development designating who's a buyer of what you are selling and how to efficiently message yourself to them, the messaging that goes to them. So business development and marketing go hand in hand with that. And if you don't have a robust service behind you or people behind you doing that for you, your takeoff point into um, getting a contract is going to take a lot longer. So fingers crossed you're not an 8A contractor because uh, the potential of you having to waste some of those years of that contract, the vehicle life is going, or certification life is going to be there because You didn't take the time in the beginning to really learn how to navigate business development and marketing. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I had a a gentleman reach out to me, uh, he's from the Marine Corps. Um, and I, I never met the man, never served with him. Uh, we probably kicked dirt somewhere together, but he's like, uh, Hey man, I heard from so-and-so that you do this and I'm just reaching out. I saw you on LinkedIn and I, I I refer to it as the Marine Corps mafia, right? Like I've been out so long. I've People don't even probably know I was in the Marine Corps other than the haircut and the signage behind me. But, <laughs> um, you know, and, and he was like, how do I get started? How do I do this thing? Because I want to be an XYZ. And he gave me like six NAICS codes, but only two of them were like services. And I said, well, what do you want to do? Because if you win a contract, you have to go do the work. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to hire for that? And like, you have a couple different things. He said, what do you mean? I can, I have, I have this uncle and I have this, I get, no, 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 man. You don't. And this is a young dude. This isn't like an older Marine. Like, you know, he's still young. He's, yeah. he got hurt and couldn't finish. And I was like, no, nah, you, you got to talk to this guy. Right. And then an older guy who had spent, I think, 23 years in the Marine Corps also reached out and it was kind of funny. He said, I want to do X. Right. And he, like, he said, here's what I do. I said, hey, and he, you know, he uh, was at the point where it's been a year. I haven't gotten a contract. I'm frustrated. How do I do X, Y, Z? And I said, here's the guy you have to talk to. Like Mm -hmm. not, here's the research you have to do. Here's the guy you have to talk to. Another former Marine, former contract officer. Hey, rock and roll. I'm disco right now. I, I, everything you told me to do and he told me to do. And I know he's within weeks of getting his first opportunity. That's awesome. So laser focused as compared to the first guy who, you know, just, he, he was throwing it out there. I can do 
trucking and I can do warehousing and this and that. I'm like, how? You know, like, yeah. you can't just say it because somebody's, like you said, somebody's going to say, great, prove it to me. Right. And yeah. uh, then you don't have the funding and there's some other things. So um, it's- Well, and if you, if you, you know, for lack of a better term, screw the pooch for your past performance, people are going to remember that. People don't forget, you know, there's a, there's a place where they actually document what other people say about your performance that other people can then look at and say, do I really want to do business with them? That's a great point. Because they didn't perform the way that they said they were going to, the way they promised. Yeah. And yep. so words are important. Very, very. And we talked about how kind of, um, not nepotistic, but how tight this industry is. So people go from one place to another. So mm -hmm. that reputation goes with you. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you yep. know, doing this for as long as I have here in the Metro DC area, um, our reputation is gone. Like people have referred us, right? And we, we've lost clients and we've messed yep. up. And But I've always told people, we will always make it right. Like nobody will ever suffer by doing work with yeah. Axum. Like I'd rather lose than anybody else lose. And that's what's carried. Yep. And I've taken the sharp end of the stick way more times than I care to admit. But that reputation. But that's what leaders do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 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 but that now it's that it's our past performance. I'm not direct to government, but it's past performance with other contractors. Yeah. So uh I think, and what I've been hearing and like the scary thing, and people keep talking about it, is the budget. Right. And mm -hmm. and I, and again, just being around, it's the budget. I lived through this and I know that you hadn't been in the industry that long, but back when the S word happened, sequestration happened yeah. a while ago. Yep. Uh, it's like Valdemort, yep. the name that shall never be said. Um, right. It, it crushed. And I mean, crushed, not just small businesses, mid sized businesses that were, that I knew were doing well, 25, 30, yeah. $80 million companies. Um, mm -hmm. When I'm out and about, people are always asking, are, are we going to be able to get funded? Are we going to be able to get to, you know, to, to even fulfill these contracts? Mm -hmm. Are people coming to you and they're asking for financing about security or just that contract? Are they asking you the next level question? Like, Hey, if this thing goes sideways, do you guys have my back? If we don't receive an invoice for 30, 60, 90 days. Yeah. Good news for them is that's what makes us unique. We aren't a cookie cutter approach company. We meet our clients where they are with what they need. And so we have had clients who, that's why I, I, you know, talk a lot about diversifying your approach and going after contracts with multiple agencies or multiple primes that need what you do. Because if one of them decides they're going to pay less for it and take someone else, or if one of them decides they're not buying that anymore, okay. uh, what are you going to do? So we had some clients who had all of their eggs in one basket and that basket was thrown down the river and they had no opportunities left to fund them. And we didn't turn our backs on them. Our, our company, you know, that's the best part about having leadership who's walked that walk. They know what that looks like. And we're not going to put a company out of business because they made some missteps from a business development side of things, right? Uh, we're in this industry to do right by the people that we service. Um, Ed Bursoff says all the time, we can all do well if first we start by doing good. And and that's the that's the mantra of our our company. If oh, we're wow. if we're doing right by you, and we'll do well too. So it benefits us as a company if we lead with a service mentality, right? And so that doesn't mean leaving you in the dust when you have a delay in your contract. I had someone call me the other day. I have four contracts right now. 
Three of them are on our 45 de- day delay. One of them's on a 90 day delay. What do you do in circumstances like that? I said, well, your work isn't stopping through it because they're going to s- expect you to be right where you're supposed to be when that first day starts up again. Mm-hmm. So we pay you through that. You know, we fund you through it. Um, it isn't it isn't rocket science that you know the banks can't do that. They're not doing it because they don't like you. They're not doing it because they don't like government contractors. They're doing it because of the regulations that are put in place federally to protect the money of all of ours in there. You know, so you yep. don't have to pull it 100%. out and dig a hole in the backyard like our grandparents did, right? I I swear, I I checked my grandparents' mattresses when they passed away because I was I was dead set that my grandmother was hiding in our mattress because <laughs> they didn't trust did, banks. Though. They grew. That generation, exactly right. That generation did. They didn't trust banks. And yeah, uh, I, and I gonna, should have done that. <laughs> you know, right? Like, where's yeah. the coffee can buried in the backyard, Grandma? 100%. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we didn't have backyards, but, uh, you know, in, in the city, but uh, I guarantee there was like under a park bench or something like that. Yeah. Right. right? Uh, yeah. My grandparents absolutely did. Under not a trust floorboard. Banks. That's yeah. Right. So, right. I mean, similar fears are, are trickling in now with bank closures and stuff like that. People are afraid of what they don't know. That's right. And yeah. what they don't recognize is those bank closures out in California were like a slow moving train wreck that everyone in the industry could see coming because of a, multiple factors that had nothing to do with um, anything that's that's really going to affect them in their way to do business. It's affecting our cost of living for sure. Um, but it's still safe to, to do business with your bankers. And there are still a lot of banks that can assist, but they're more restricted and hand-tied than they've ever been before. And so that's why it's important to find a banker. I always say, first thing to do is ask your banker, if in the event you can't help me, if you get me to a certain point and you can't take me to the next level, or if your entry point is too low, who do you partner with that can help me get through that interim before I can come back and get what I need from you? If they twirl their hair and twiddle their thumbs and don't have an answer for you, find another banker. Because if your banker isn't partnering with someone like me, I pass people to banks all the time. My first question is, we talk to your bank to see if they can lend you. Yep. Because the bank is the cheapest form of capital that you're going to borrow, right? So why wouldn't you check there first? But if your bank doesn't know how to refer you back to a viable alternative lender, then they're not a very good banker. They're 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 the people who are only looking beyond the t- to the tip of their own nose. They're only concerned with what's in front of their desk. They're not going to fight for you when um, you know we have a a CR or a contract loss. They're going to be the first person not to answer the phone when you call when you need an increase. You need to find people who actually understand what the ebb and flow is of the industry. And if they do, they have alternatives that they can refer you to when they have to say no. Because the line of credit that they provide you is not the moneymaker for the bank. No, It's the treasury management. So if they're not willing to partner with someone like me because they think I'm going to steal their business from them, it's because they don't understand how it works. And so it's very important. And I've got 150 bankers in the DMV that I can introduce you to, uh, and not to mention who I know nationwide, right? So you're not going to be slim pickings in that department of people who actually understand and are compassionate and passionate about helping government contractors. But you really, you got to do your research because you can't go with your hair on fire because then you're going to pick wrong because Lord knows you're going to be looking for that watering hole when you're burning up faster than you would be being like, okay, this one doesn't look like it's really water. That might be gasoline. <laughs> That's right. Right. Now, I, I love that. And and thank you because so many people, like you said, they, they go with their hair on fire and they just go with that brand name or that commercial that they saw. Mm-hmm. And they're like, 
my money's there. Well, they don't give a crap about that because that's not real when it comes to what you're asking for. And they don't understand the leverage behind a government contractor or behind a government contract that it's guaranteed by the federal government. Right. But they also, the only thing that they see is that you personally signed for the guarantee of that contract uh-huh. and banks will start to go, whoa, your group can say, that's a strength, not a negative. Right. Like we, we understand that. So thank you for highlighting that. Cause that's, I think that'll lay a lot of fears. I'm hoping people listen to this. We just had our, I think 8,000th download. So in, oh, wow. in, eight, that's in awesome. eight, shows, eight shows or 10 shows or whatever has been released. Um, that's rocking. But it's all about you, our guest, your resources. Like you said, the people that we meet collectively, let's just go out and do good together. And um, mm-hmm. I think that you just provided a ton of good awesome. and, I, and I can't thank you enough. Thank you. This is awesome. You know, I, I, uh, I love an opportunity to, to share with other people's networks and, and really open it up so that people get comfortable and, and get ready to get a little dirty. This industry is messy. Get ready to get dirty. Yeah. It, yeah. hundred percent. Amen. Thank you for saying that because I think ultimately people see the big opportunity again, that blue ocean opportunity mm-hmm. and they're just like, this is easy and I'll throw a bucket in and I'm going to pull back gold and yeah, it's, it's, not more, that it's water. <laughs> it's it's <Yeah>. still water. <laughs> That's right. right. Fish, Salty water, no, no less. <laughs> yeah. There's not fish in there. <laughs> right. So um, what do you want to close with? Any, any message you want to end with? Just don't give up. You know, there's always going to be a resource or an opportunity out there. And so keep asking questions. People need to be vulnerable and be willing to ask their peers and ask other people for help. I think, you know, being genuine and authentic goes a long way, whether you're the business owner or you're an employee or you're a support service. And so you're going to find people who want to help you. People love to talk about what they do because it's passion. They're passionate about it. Mm -hmm. So when you ask them, hey, business owner, how did you get from year two to year five and turn in a profit and stay in business, right? Because most businesses don't stay beyond, you know, up to five years, right? If they make it there, that's great. Ask questions. Go have a beer with someone after a presentation and say, how'd you do it? And and they will share with you what they did. And that's, there's no secret sauce. It is a process. And, and if anything that this has taught me is that the government industry um, and the process of acquisition is laid out for you. It's not changing. There is a wheel already developed. You don't have to reinvent it. So ask people what they're doing and who they who they went to for help. And um, I think that that's the best thing. If we just lean in on our relationships and and ask for help, that's the best way to get to the next step. Because you stay closed-lipped for too long, that problem is going to turn into something that's insurmountable. And you don't want to wait that long. You need to build a team of internal and external resources that are going to help you get to the next le- level. You know, no man's an island. Can't do it alone. You need help. You got to ask for it. That's right. Well, I have to tell you, you're, you're a shining light. Thank you. You got up early for me and I really appreciate it. Uh, I love the juice. I can't wait to even meet you in person. Heck I want to yeah. have a beer with you. I want to go dominate and kick some ass and help some people. Love um, it. And I would, I would, uh, this is a shameless plug, but I'd absolutely love to have you at our next conference because I think you could share a lot with a lot of people. I told you from before the last one, when I found out I was going to have to miss it, I am in 10,000%. So thank you for asking. I'm there. And people need you. Um, and again, uh, we make it free to government contractors, small to mid-sized contractors, because like you said, it's all about paying it forward and doing mm-hmm. the right thing for people. Um, but Teresa, I can't thank you enough. I had a blast and uh, I hope you. you did too. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you, meeting you person and soon. 
and definitely then, uh, and then trying to conquer and helping people go forward. Sounds great. I'm there. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Have a good day. Thank you. Mm-hmm.